Welcome back, everybody, to the Golden Disc Podcast. Today will be a special episode, and unfortunately, Crimson won't be joining us due to the schedule conflict, but we are joined today by Steve from over at GeekCast Radio Network. How are you today, Steve? Good, good. How are you? I'm all right. My nose, as I told you before this, my nose just instant, instant just stuffed as soon as, like, it was fine the entire day, and then as I'm recording, does not want to cooperate. I, I can totally relate. Mine usually goes the other spectrum of just running profusely during a recording. Yeah, like I have my drink, you know, and all that, and I have a tissue right next to me. Just, by the end of this, it may just be an entire empty box. It's, it's, it's yeah. So sorry about all the sniffling. No worries. No worries. All right. All right. So um, I guess yeah. I have a few questions. Um, and then we can go from questions to, I guess, how the year has been, like, collecting-wise, and then, like, over from last year as well. Um, and then we can just talk about news, like, with the MP-rated, and, like, legacy toys. Sounds good. All right. Let me pull up the questions real quick. All right. So there may be simple questions, so just <laughs> going to be as much as I kind of get the questions. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah. So yeah, the first one is just tell us about yourself, how you got into like podcasting, voice acting, such like that. So I have been a geek since <laughs> since I was a little kid, uh, getting into comic books, and uh, eventually I I watched a extremely amount like high amount of cartoons as a kid and television, and. <laughs> So I watched, I watched a lot of different shows. I, I learned to recognize voices of characters in different shows. And then uh, I was introduced to Transformers through Beast Wars. And then uh, just ate that up, not only because it was CGI, but because it's transforming animals. And then, and then going, I, I remember watching reruns on the sci-fi channel of Generation 1. And then that actually started me into, because the World Wide Web was coming out around that time, around the you know late 90s, and I started building websites and getting involved on some of the different Transformers uh, sites that were around at the time. Uh, there was one that I, I remember frequenting quite often called uh, Maximal Central, and then I eventually uh, came up with my own Transformers website, which eventually became Predacon Empire. And uh, so I so I did I, I did a little bit of that dabbled in website design graphics and that's kind of continued on through today. But in 2005, I remember stumbling upon a Transformers website uh, called TF Cog, and TF Cog was a fan dubbing website for various Transformers series, and they were going through Headmasters, and at the time, I'd never. I'd never heard of any of these other series for the most part. I was I was kind of a, a strictly Beast Wars and G1, and that was my extent. But I started getting into some of the voice acting with that because uh, I, at the time I knew nothing about any of it. I had one of those cheap $8 microphones that uh, would, would be desk mounted and they were teaching me how to use the software, how to how to act, how to do some of the, the stuff involved because I was able to replicate the voice of Generation 1 Scourge. Can we hear which, that? 
You won't escape alive. That's that's nice. That's uh, I like that. I like because I, I know I, I've heard your Megatron voice from Beastars, and it's pretty badass. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, and so I, you know, and it also helps, you know, playing these things as a kid. Uh, I didn't, I couldn't afford any of the Generation One figures. I had a lot of Beast Wars toys, so I, I built them out of Legos, and that was that was kind of how i i got involved with some of that but the the voice acting is definitely something that i've always been passionate about always wanted to do i always recorded myself on a tape recorder as a kid uh, reading stories and doing different voices and so uh when when i started doing uh scourge for headmasters which it's passed hands a couple times over the years i'm still involved with the project but it's it's i think we're finally hitting episode 10 or or 11 or somewhere in that range but i'm still playing scourge and actually now i've got uh i can't remember what i did for it now but i i did dive bomb as well um for for the uh, upcoming episodes that should be edited soon but back back when that all started I also became aware of a site called TF Wire, uh, uh, with Matrix Prime and Vault Matrix and uh, majority of the other guys that are kind of still around in various capacities. And they were starting a podcast called War Stories, which were basically fanfics that they were turning into audio plays. And I would read and narrate the stories, and then I would play the other characters the, to the best I, of my ability at that time. I, I listen now and I cringe, but I I still have them, and I was able to at least reunite uh, Matrix Prime with with those those files a few years ago. But so that that kind of got me involved there. I was I guested on a TF Wire episode on the the 2007 Transformers movie, and then. Uh, I was on an episode of the video game podcast and then my podcast came to a natural end there and I was going, okay, I'd really like to get back into podcasting, but in what? And I started a Transformers podcast called All Things Transformers, which allowed me to converse about it. And at at the time I kind of copied their formatting. I've since heavily deviated, but um, I started out with one co-host and it kind of didn't work out. So then I met a multitude of other podcasters on Twitter because I just joined at that time uh, in the, the year of 2008. And that's when I met my current co-host, which is TFG One Mike. And we, we started doing other Transformers review podcasts and interviewing voice actors. And we, we created the GeekCast Radio Network shortly thereafter and a multitude of shows later. And even to this day... <laughs> All Things Transformers is still our top uh, podcast on the network, and we we recently did the top 100 Transformers character countdown, where I was able to, uh, in between each number counting, I was able to play a different Transformers character that I can imitate, and uh, some witty comment, and then the number that was coming up, and and so it was a lot of fun to to kind of play around doing that. So. Um, so yeah, that kind of brings me up to today and, uh, what I would have been doing as far as podcasting. It's, I've, I've done a couple thousand shows and actually work in the industry now. So yeah, like, so how many, I guess, are you only limited to Transformers or is it like other media that you can do like any other, um, I guess franchise like characters or is it like only Transformers? 
I, I do a lot of Transformers characters. I do a lot of miscellaneous uh, characters as well uh, at varying franchises. Like, uh, Kermit the Frog here. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm not sure where I'm at right now. Uh, and, that, was, that was good. That was good. And the stars are from us. My process. Um, or, uh, Elmo the Night Or, you know, just, I, I've, I don't know if you've heard of the Simplistic Reviews podcast. They're, uh, kind of a movie commentary podcast. Occasionally, I jump in there and do different, uh, character voices on, on there. So I've done, uh, like, I've done Scotty from Star Trek, and, uh, I've done, uh, I've done Kermit the Frog. Uh, they had like a Muppets version of the Godfather, and the Muppets were like the outsiders, and the Sesame Street characters were the, you know, the the Godfather type characters, and Kermit was, you know, one side, and I did Elmo as the the kingpin leader, and it, it's, you know, I've, I've gotten to play different characters. I can do Cobra Commander, which is basically Starscream. Um, uh, yeah, so I've I've done I've done a, a variety of different characters and. Uh, different uh, programs over the years and now how I actually kind of work in kids podcasts and I, I use some of the impressions that I'm able to get away with and then some of them I kind of reverse engineer from them and uh, funny enough when I had COVID <laughs> I I was able to do a uh, Morgan Freeman because of the congestion in my throat and I I loved and used every second of it. <laughs> I mean, I would say that that sounds great, but having COVID doesn't sound so great. It wasn't, it wasn't, I, I, I don't know. I think I, I hit it pretty well, but it, it, it wasn't fun per se, but I, mean, I at was least able you, to, you made a time out of it. Yeah. I mean, well, and that's, that's what I've always like, even when I've gotten the flu, I, I usually can hit these like deeper ranges, guttural ranges that I normally can never hit it without straining my, my voice and it was beautiful to be able to do it <laughs> oh yeah i bet like personally i i don't have confidence enough in my voice to like do that but i know like when i get congested i just start just testing out who i can sound like cause the way the deeper octaves come in Oh yeah, and it's 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 a lot of fun to to kind of play around with it and see what you can what you can do, what you can get away with, and uh, um, I I don't know, I just I, I've always enjoyed getting to just goof off. So I think you I don't know if, how many times you've been asked this. Um, so how many Transformer characters' voices can you do? Can I do? I'm trying to actually I'm trying to actually like, pull up my list. Like so. Like, I guess some characters are similar, right? Like, you said Cobra Commander and Starscream. Like, I know since I've asked you a few times, you, Beast Megatron is, like, I, personally, I think it's, like, one of the best ones you've done. It's pretty, it's the closest one I've seen to Beast Wars I, Megatron. I appreciate it. Like, I want to be honest, that Netflix one was not it. <laughs> well, funny, funny you should mention the, the Netflix one. When we, because I saw the series a month before it aired, um, I, I got press access. I was able to watch it. And uh, two of the other guys at the GeekCast Radio Network were able to watch it, too, to review. And we were watching Masters of the Universe Revelation part whatever that was coming out around then, part one, I think it was. And so we had both that we were watching around the same time. And 
we were baffled by the quality of voice actors and voice direction on Masters of the Universe as opposed to, you know, whether you like the actor or not, the, the quality was there. Whereas when you went to Kingdom or any of the War for Cybertron trilogy and you're looking at it, there's a few standouts that are really good as far as the voice actors like Frank Todaro and uh, um, Jason Marnosha and uh, the one that played Alita one that that's the name's escaping me right now but for the most part the rest of them all sounded the same and uh, you you had to go like 1.5 just to make it watchable and when I heard I, I knew it was going to happen though I knew the voicing was going to be terrible in it I just wasn't prepared for how bad it was. Like, it could have been so... It, it, the character... See, people were, like, complaining about the character. I was like, no, the character's there. It just doesn't help that the voice isn't what we want. Like, it's not even close. No, and and I was just... I was sitting there laughing. I'm like, okay, Tigertron and Dinobot, if they would have switched the voice actors around, perfect. Oh, yeah. Because... Definitely. They, they just were like not there the characterization in Tigertron was not right either like but I, I was letting that slide I'm like he was just kind of a bit part that was there but when when Megatron opened his mouth and he goes yes it is you I was I started going no and uh, I, I I don't I don't know if you remember it going around all over the place there was an audio clip floating around of the voice Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I remember that. I was like, "That can't be it." Yeah, I yeah, I, I recorded that. Um, I, I I did that clip, and that mostly because I wanted to do a comparison because I was able to drop the review early without giving any spoilers for the storyline. Oh wait, that was that was you, right? With the little clip of fixing the audio. Yeah, right? that was me. Nice. <laughs> Uh, I sh- looking back, I should have put my version right after because everyone under the sun was using that clip and it was hilarious how often it popped up. But I, I-, I had field day with it the day that I dropped it and people started picking it up on the site. But uh, when it did, I-, I-, I wrote down the lines and I go, yes, it is you, isn't it? Megatron, you know, and just went on from there and, and did the rest of the line with it and people were like this guy should have been in the show <laughs> not not the other guy and you know not knocking the actor because he's you know it's just a paycheck but uh, it's, they, it's, they weren't even in the ballpark no and it, i don't see okay so i'm a fan of rooster teeth right but because i like red versus blue ruby and genlock and all that and the voice acting is not bad so when it, when siege came out i was like what happened like, is it just nude people? Like, I, I think it was Hasbro. I don't think it was either of the other studios because if you look at uh, Masters of the Universe, that was a Netflix production and they went all out. That's true. I mean, but I'm also talking about like the quality of sound. Like the way, yeah. like Optimus talked way too slow. Uh, Soundwave, I didn't hear him at all. At all. I, uh, they too much. They added too much synth. So I was like, I don't know if it was just new rooster teeth, like people fixing the audio or directive team or whatever. But yeah, I do know that Hasbro couldn't get some voice actors because wasn't uh, who played Megatron? He didn't he wasn't he Cyberverse Megatron or no? 
for for uh, the the trilogy. Yeah. It was Jason Marnosha, but he played him in the Machinima series. Ah, that's why I liked him. He, he sounded good. Like Megatron was great, and then Optim- I. Yeah, I wish they would have kept him with the same way that he pronounced the words and the same way he sounded from the Machinima series because he was actually rock solid there. I feel like they slowed him down way too much in this trilogy just so they could fill time. They may have because a lot of like Optimus had so many long pauses that I don't think the voice actor did. Like I think they cut up the audio clips because some of it doesn't seem that natural. No. And and then Frank Todaro, what's funny is he started out, I think, doing the TF Cog fan dubbing stuff as well. So who does he play in this uh, trilogy? He plays Starscream and Rat oh. Trap. Oh, yeah, no, Star- I like Starscream. It was pretty good. Yeah, he did really good at Starscream. He did really good at Rat Trap, considering they couldn't, you know, obviously because they were doing non-union actors. Yeah. And, you know, obviously not being able to get Scott McNeil back in. I think I think Frank nailed it. I think he was probably one of the best ones that they had as far as... The, the Beast Wars cast that they had picked. Oh, yeah. And again, like as you said, Dinobot and Tigertron, they were great. Just swamp them. Like, yeah. they were fantastic. I mean, Black Arachne and Ares were pretty good, too. Yeah. Primal, I, I was I was like, why is he fumbling his words? Well, so I personally don't agree with... I, I mean, oh, I forgot his name. Um, I don't like how I don't remember his name, but the, he's the guy who played Deathstroke, right? Yeah, I'm blanking too. But yeah, so that guy, I liked him as Deathstroke. He was great. However, I didn't like him in Power of the Primes. And that's just because I'm biased to Gary Chalk. But he was good. It's just some, some, I don't know. It felt like some voice actors' audio sounded much better than others. And I don't know if that's because they recorded from home or not. I, I have a feeling that happened because we were I, when they recorded it they were still under everybody was pretty much still under lockdown yeah uh, on, on a lot of it and I when I caught wind that they were starting to record I was like purposely pushing voice clips their way like hey I'd, I'd like to be Megatron <laughs> and there I, I I didn't expect anything to happen I'm, I'm like I'm no David Kay but I, I, I could have been in the ballpark for him and I knew they were gonna botch it when it when it came out for for Megatron at least but yeah I, so a lot of the actors like depending on who you listen to I, I felt like primal was recorded in not as a pristine sounding area whereas I feel like Dinobot and Ares are in black arachnia and a few of the other characters that were involved were recorded in either high-end studios or their own studio but it was good enough that it was passable yeah yeah like i just like i like the voice actor that they drew for optimus and that over the trilogy it got better kingdom is the better out of the three just, oh yeah by far but i don't i don't know i don't know if it's I don't know. optimus just spoke very slow in all three parts like he got, he got better just a lot of pauses and I almost was kind of sad they didn't get John Bailey. Yeah, for, for I, 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 I do. Yeah, because I, so at first, so little backstory, I got, I found out about John Bailey through Crosshairs Productions. Hmm. Um, I forgot what voice he was playing, but then as I was, you know, growing up and listening to all this, I see he's actually like a voice actor, right? And then I learned he did Optimus in the Bumblebee movie. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? And then I was expecting him to be. In 
the War for Cybertron trilogy because he's is he a non-union actor, right? I think so. I could be wrong. I know he's dabbled in both. He does a lot of movie trailers. He does yeah. the epic, you know, the the epic movie trailers he's done. Uh, I think he played Shockwave and Soundwave, among others, in the Bumblebee movie. I don't know if he played I th- Prime. I think they got Peter Cullen. So he played all of them, uh, all, like, the extra characters in Cybertron. He did all of them, and then RC was Susan Blue, and then they he played Optimus, and then they were, then Peter Cullen recorded over him. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the fact that he did all those other characters, like, that's a nice vocal range he had. Yeah, he does He does Robert Stack's Ultra Magnus a lot. Uh, he used to be involved in the fan dubbing as well. Oh, nice. Back in the day. It, it's funny because I look at the names now and I'm like, oh, yeah, that one became pro, that one became pro, that one became pro. <laughs> yeah, he does a really good Ryan Reynolds impressions, like, on his Instagram. It, the whole free guy thing, like, he helped market it. It was pretty good. Oh, yeah, he does a lot of stuff for Ryan Reynolds. Like, they're, like, pretty tight, it, it seems like. Yeah, imagine just starting on YouTube, becoming a voice actor for, like, stop motions and dubs, and boom, you're friends with celebrities. I know, it's weird how that goes. Yeah. Um, but how did you like the shows besides the voice acting? Like, how did you Besides like the it? voice acting, I... Siege, I was kind of in and out of it. I didn't really. I, I'd have to go back and rewatch it actually, just to remember what exactly happened. Besides Prime and Megatron, duking it out, and Ultra Magnus kind of trying to go back and save their hides. Uh, I, I liked some of the way things kind of planned out or played out with the the various characters, how they joined certain sides or switched sides during the the dynamic there, um, and in how it kind of showed that Megatron wasn't the big bad that you think he is, at least initially. Uh, it was mostly Shockwave. And then you get to Earthrise, and I felt like a good portion of it, I just didn't care. I, I don't exactly know why. I just felt like some of the things were not exactly earned. I, I didn't really enjoy it until episode five and six. I mean, it, where... was, it was a little bit slow paced on Earthrise. Yeah, I, I didn't feel it was very entertaining. I, episode five was good because you got you got Galvatron in there, you got Skylinks, you got a little bit of that backstory, uh, and then you know the six where they're they're finally duking it out uh, to crash on Earth, and then that was then seeing Dinobot that was kind of icing on the cake there for me, and then getting into Kingdom. Overall, I really enjoyed the story. I really enjoyed what they did with it and how they kind of played around with the mythos and how they were able to to incorporate the two generations together even though you know the maximals had all of their season one characters and then the prides were kind of left with clones of scorponok and no you know no inferno no terror sword no no tarantulas yeah, no waspinator they didn't even name drop them like i know they didn't have the models for them but like they, no names mentioned at all like they could have at least name dropped these guys saying oh they're here or they're not here at the moment yeah, because it kind of made it seem like it was just Dinobot, Black Arachnia, and Megatron that kind of took down the Maximals, and, you know, it makes yeah. you wonder who. I would have even been happy had they not kept some of the Season 1 Maximals and gone a different route, uh, like the IDW Beast Wars comics of, you know, different pods opening, you know, having Razor yeah. Beast for the first time, or having, you know, Beast Grimlock show up, or it, just some of these different ones that would have filled some of the same voids of the other characters since 
a lot of these were kind of throwaways outside of Rhinox, uh, Air Razor, Rat Trap, and and Primal, and in you know Dinobot. Yeah. As far as the the Maximals are concerned. Uh, one thing I one thing I did like though about the Kingdom out of all three is that it it was different, right? So like Beast Wars has a certain way and this so people were like saying oh it's not beast wars it's not beast wars i was like no it's not beast wars it's a beast wars like a what if the Ospark left cybertron right like it's a beast wars of this universe so obviously it's a bit different right it's not oh megatron's rebelling it against the Triperticus council it's oh megatron's just trying to save a dying planet right and i do like how the dynamic between primal and megatron go because they're it's like the whole optimus megatron thing like they have the same goal but they're doing it differently right unlike normal beast wars where megatron is just evil and primal is trying to stop him i i, I like how it's different it's, and i like how i don't know i liked it the nemesis the whole nemesis part kind of threw me off but besides that i like how they're a different ki- type of beast wars you know yeah, it was it was definitely a what if in an alternate timeline here. It wasn't trying to play into the original, but I, I also kind of saw it as reminiscent. I know when they interviewed uh, on on our network uh, years years ago, uh, Larry Dettilio, they talked to him, and it was mentioned. I think there and among other places that. Uh, Beast Wars, had they been able to go on with the season four, they were going to wake up some of the Autobots and Decepticons in the arc and have them fight side by side with the beasts. Oh, yeah. I mean, the end of Beast Wars, I'm not, I, I love it a lot, right? Because especially the whole Red Dragon thing, but how did, so, because when they're trying to tie it to G1, some things would have been make sense. Like, Prime had the Matrix, obviously, right? When mm-hmm. the Primal got it. But in the whole season one of G1, even season two, he doesn't have it. It's no mention of it, nothing. And some say it's because, oh, he got it taken out and he got it put back in. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, it felt off to me when I was watching well, it originally. I, I know when, you know, going back to Optimal's situation where Optimus Prime has, you know, quote unquote, the Matrix, they... I don't think they were really intending it for it to be the Matrix per se. They were saying that his spark was going to join the Matrix, which would kind of be silly if the Matrix is in his chest. Um, so he was actually absorbing Prime Spark, not the Matrix itself, in a sense. But I don't know how they did that was really strange. And yeah, because you know, there was another line that said that you know his spark has the Matrix with it, and you know, so there, there's definitely some continuity issues there. Uh, and and even in the series, that's why they had that uh, uh, clip that was cut from the from the, the the end of season three, where Primal is putting the original Megatron Spark back. Wait, that was cut? Oh wait, yeah, that, it was. Oh whoa. They, yeah, it was an animatic, uh, very lightly uh, edited uh, CGI, and that's where Primal says all is as it should be. I last. swear that wasn't out. Well, no, that makes sense. Because I just finished watching it and it wasn't in there. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. also, speaking of which, so, because this is the problem with, I guess, they're trying to fix some retcons, right? Because in the beginning of G1, Prime is hardwired. Like, he literally opens his chest, right? There's no Matrix at all, right? He has buttons and circuits and he revives the leader one. So I guess that's what they're trying to say, that his spark is the Matrix, right? Because he was built around it. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So when often when Primal took it out, upgraded it and put it back, it really didn't do anything because he's hardwired, but he also has a spark. And that's yeah. the thing I don't understand is how did he not go back? Because when normally when people take the Matrix out of them or the spark, they go back down like Rodham is from back to Hot Rod. Primal stayed Primal. Is that because he was mutated or what? Well, uh, when when Primal mixed Prime Spark into his body, it mutated his superstructure. Uh, and I think I think part of it had to do with the fact that it couldn't house two sparks in his body, and so it had to create that extra chamber. And it kind of combined like his capability of of what Prime has with the vehicle mode with. Uh, what Primal was built with, and so that's why his size got exponentially bigger, and he was able to do what he could. Uh, but, and that's the same reason Megatron upgraded himself. Although it was kind of strange, he became you know, a Primal, dragon. Yeah, he became a dragon. With, <laughs> but, uh, I think it had more to do with the fact he was dropped in lava than anything else. That's what else. I want to say. But since the creation never finished the story, apparently they were going to go like saying that he, obviously, because Cryotech was like. Megatron's mentor or something. Yep. All right, and he had the dragon form, so it's, I guess, I think it's been said that he based it off of him. But which, how, which is entirely possible. But how did he get a dragon though? How does like, how did Cryotech get a dragon? I mean, I know it's in the future, right? They could have gotten it from somewhere, but like, he fell in the lava. Tarantulas is like, oh, he's dead. Well, dragon out. Just big ass dragon comes out. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure how that happens either, but it, I, I think it's, uh, either way, I'm, I'm happy with the transformation, the way that he dealt a, uh, <laughs> dealt a blow to ter- Tarantulas. Oh yeah, just dead, right? Knocks him out, just dead. And then obviously as in 3H, he comes back, but at that point, he's dead. Just, they had no, they were, they needed the end of the show, and they're like, oh, we're just going to kill everyone off, just for good. Pretty much. And then Wasman, I love the whole ending of Beast Wars, because Wasman is like, no, nah, I'm not going to fight over i'm done i don't know i really love these stores a lot i mean i didn't grow up with it i grew up with armada but like growing up i guess after beast wars and also with g1 i don't know. i i love beast wars a lot three h comics i don't know it's my favorite kind of lore you know because it can go from g1 it can go to car robots it can go to like different universes just because it's dealing with time travel and all that i i love the uh the comics that they did i don't remember who put them out at, at this point i think it was fun pub they did uh the dawn of future past beast wars comic oh yes 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 the Which, first fun pub comic yes i i love that comic i i love the the different designs they have for all the characters i love megatrons that they they give him another alt form even though he's not wearing the cybertron scattershot armor they yeah. have to take it off and he's got the other which is so weird because there's no toy of that and it looks so cool i know i'm actually trying to make the the uncombat armor megatron now who's like the base custom. like who's the base figure you're gonna use because he's like a hover so, tank right yeah he's a hover tank and this is this is what i've noticed the for the right type of design for the for the torso and for having the, the type of shoulder plates that he has I can use Leader Class Combiner Wars Skywarp. However, <laughs> that also means that there's not very many compatible options with the size. <laughs> you can have small legs. For arms and legs. <laughs> Big now, chest. So, the, so my options are I can use an epoxy to 
buff up the arms and the legs. And using a uh, Kingdom Megatron or, or T-Rex head from, from Kingdom to put on there. And then I found that the Galvatron from, like the Voyager Galvatron from Kingdom, his legs would be perfect in his torso, or not his torso, his waist. However, he'll be too small to fit to that frame. So you're, so, so you're saying the chest would be the combiner warp, Skywarp, right? Yes. Like the, the leader one? Yes. Okay, so I don't know how this is going to work, but is it, is it, it's close enough, so have you seen the Legends version of that, right? Of the, the Skywarp? Yeah, like that, that, oh, that mold, the, 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 I guess TF-30, the, um, the Legends one. I think I've seen it. It you, what what the issue I was looking at is, yeah, I'll have to do a little bit of molding to the the fake cockpit that's on his chest, but the rest of the the, the shape is the correct shape. Yeah. Hold on, let me bust out this real quick. Let me see if I can get him. Because if because the problem is as you said, size, right? Because I was thinking you can use the smaller one and then ask like someone, or you can make it yourself, like mold around that instead of having to have a big chest and go down. You can possibly go get the smaller chest and build up to it. Because technically, the Galvatron figure would fit the boxes with the arms and the legs. Yeah. The other option I, I was kind of uh, toying with is there's the Transformers Prime Beast Hunters Leader Class Optimus Prime. Oh. Where his arms, because they're all they they have that little side slide on peg thing that they all do now. Yeah. Uh, whereas the old stuff was more ball joint, this stuff is all, you know, it slides on. So I, I was toying with the idea of getting one of those and popping the arms onto, like swapping the arms out and swapping the legs out. And then it would kind of solve a lot of the bulk issues. And then, uh, but then I've looked at other figures like Energon Shock Blast. He has the vehicle mode transformation. That's true. It's exactly, I mean, the, with the cannon. Yeah, I mean, if you got a different cannon and then you just had the arms kind of snake forward, it's so, basically the same design. So, like, I'm kind of at this weird limbo moment now that I'm like, I can remold what I've got. <laughs> so, this leader class Skywarp, or I can get the, the Shock Blast. So, I saw, the, I guess coincidentally, I saw someone on uh, Facebook get the Shock Blast mold, take off his the arm with the cannon, right? Take that arm off, get yep. Cybertron Defense Scattershot arm, and it fits perfectly. Hmm. And then it, obviously that has a cannon on it, right? So I guess and you could take that cannon off. So obviously you would have to paint it and stuff like that, right? But like I think that arm would work because the way the transformation it would just be an arm hanging out, right? And you can add your own cannon to it. Yep. Which just, there's would, a Beast Hunters character called uh, Laserback, yeah. Yeah, Laserback, and and you use his his gun, and then that's that's basically that. Mold. You would just have to make the gun bigger though. I guess 3D print a bigger version of it. Just because it's a deluxe size gun. Like, it's pretty tiny. Yeah, which, that I would probably use, like, a like a milliput type thing and yeah. kind of epoxy and build around it. Uh, yeah, it could work. I know that one opens. But, yeah, that's that's kind of the idea that I'm, I'm toying with and trying to make it because I I am a huge Beast Wars Megatron fan. Oh, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, I'm going the opposite so. route of that. So, um, thanks to Zeus... I have a Junker Cybertron Defense Red Alert. He's missing like nice. his entire cannon, 
uh, some pieces on him, like he's just a robot, right? Uh, and I'm like, this is perfect because I'm not spending thousands of dollars on a Megatron. <laughs> I mean, as much as I love that box set, I can't. That thing's too expensive at this point. So what I'm thinking of doing is similar to what you're doing with the cannon, but like get a new cannon, uh, somehow get a new head on that body. I don't know if the new ones will fit on it or not. And then just paint him purple and add some more parts, and boom, I got basically the free Beast Wars Megatron. Because right now, I have almost everybody for the free Beast Wars Maximal. So I have the Rat Trap. Uh, I bought him for a decent price. Um, I have a custom Rhinox from the green version of that mold from the movie line, I think. Nice. And then I have my dad's KO. <laughs> I have a KO Gorilla. Uh, <laughs> So it's primal colors, so it's red and black with some blue. It's like some knockoff of, like, it's like its own robot, I guess. Like, it's one of those kind of brands. But it's very cybernetic, and you can just take the monkey parts off, and it's a good robot. Or I have the back of the power of the primes one. So either or. And then I have a stand-in for Dinobot. That's a few paint, but I have that mold, basically. And all I need is Cheetor. And my dad won him in BotCon giveaway this past week, so... Wow. Yeah, I know. Hopefully, it, it. Hopefully, I can get that if my dad lets me. And I'm done with the Max Axelon crew. And my brother just got Air Razor, right? The box, the, the 2006 one. So I'm so close, right, to getting my full pre Beast Wars. And I just got Unit Three to, uh, last week. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember that 2006. I was dirt broke, and working fast food at the time and I think I just started working a different like a full-time job at that point but I had no money and I was bidding on during BotCon the uh, that that scattershot Megatron and oh, was he cheap back then I guess cheap is a relative term like well he wasn't a thousand dollars right no, he was 140. Oh my lord! Oh. I I had to bow out at 120 because I just didn't have it, and no, I was but that's, like, that's a lot back then though. Like now it doesn't look as much, but back then. Well, no, now it's like it, I think I looked it up a couple weeks ago, and we were we were talking about it on All Things Transformers, and I I, I looked up the the 2006 Botcon. Megatron, and I think he was going for over four grand now. Yeah, he's almost like five k. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every like yeah. Yeah, looking at one right now, and Dark Side Megatron is three grand. And Oof. yeah, uh, I mean it's worth it if you're paying for it, right? I mean, like if that, if someone really wants that Megatron and doesn't want to pay a thousand or so dollars for the box set. Because the box set alone goes for 5k. Oh, I know. Yeah, like, it's, it, it's insane. Dude, that and the Shattered Glass, those are like the top two expensive box sets. Well, what's funny is, now we're at this point with reissues and with Kingdom figures, if you could get your hands on this Scattershot figure, you, can just... you, could, you could swap the head and almost repaint it and have this same toy for a fraction of the oh, cost. Oh yeah, no, that's because that's the that's the one I was talking about. I have it. I just he's missing his cannon. He's missing some guns. He's just the robot. And I I I just need better painting skills. Shit, I was probably sent to my friend to paint it. But like, I I 
it, it's it's tough because it then you limited to molds, right? Like so, the tw- one thing I loved about the 2016 Nakon is they're going back to their previous stores, right? Going back to it, but the molds aren't the same. Like I have Unit Three right now on my desk next to the old Cybertron mold that they used previously, and it just doesn't scale right. So if I don't care about scale, perfect. If I'm trying to get a unified scale, it's going to be off, right? Because the original set was missing pterosaur, but you got the 2016 pterosaur. It was a bit too big, right? So yeah, like they they have like Darkside Waspinator on on uh, eBay right now. I don't know what this person's thinking. Oh, how it's, much is it? Twenty eight bucks. <laughs> no way. I, I'm dead serious. I'm looking right Send at it. Send me that link. Send me that link. Give me the link. Give me the link. Give me the link. It's it's a bidding war, but. It, yeah, I I will send it your way. I yeah, it's it's a bit insane. Yeah, it's like it's a liquidation thing. I need to see this. I buy this right now with my thirteen dollars. I will not hesitate. No way. Oh my god, it's a bid. Well, it says this is a stock liquidation. Oh. Oh fuck! Oh, because right now I'm using the um, the um, man, what's it called? He's a robot masters guy. It's the green robot masters guy in that jet. It's the green robot. Um, master. well, it, no. it, it, yeah, it's like uh, Machine Wars. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the it's the Japanese version of it's the green one. Yeah, I don't know his name, but I use him. But twenty. Okay, it, didn't, it has one bid, so I'm guessing this guy didn't overly bid anything. Hopefully, he didn't do like a max of like twenty, like two hundred dollars. Right? Hopefully, the, the dude who bid it didn't do that. Cause I'm gonna get that Friday. Uh, thank you for showing me this. Unless, yeah. Yeah, no problem. Holy shit! <laughs> oh, wow. Man, I'm sorry. I'm just speechless now. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised that it's there to be honest. Because this bot every like I I want to be honest right now. I paid 175 for Rat Trap. Now, granted, he was sealed in bag, but it's 175 for like tiny ass figure. I love him. I'm glad I got it because he's not on eBay. But twenty eight dollars. I know that's it's insanity. Free shipping too. Oh. Yeah. Oh. All right, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I, if I can get this under 80 bucks, I'm fine. Like, I am willing to pay that much for this figure. Anything under 100, I'm good. And then they have, of course, like on a different uh, bidding thing, they have like the 2016 Megatron, the Dawn of Predacus version. How much? Uh, 450. Oh shit! That way, is it the same seller? No way. Uh, no, different seller. Okay. It's, yeah, but it's it's the uh, the red body design with the repaint with the mm-hmm. Megatron head. Yeah, uh, my dad got that for Christmas for me. Um, yeah, it I've... Much. It's nice. I've seen it as low as like $250. Mm-hmm. Um, without going too much into it, uh, I think uh, my dad paid around 300 for it because it was in... Yeah, yeah, it was around 300 not counting shipping and tax and stuff. But that was like my only Christmas present and I'm glad because I bought myself a Chakra for Christmas, right? So having just two figures for Christmas. Oh, that's fine, because one's almost $800. And one is five, 400, 500. And I don't know. Having that Megatron, having Unit 3, that's all I wanted from 2016 Bakon. And now I'm just trying to backfill. Right? Yep. The, the more, since Bakon's back, 
this shit's gonna get more expensive and it's always been expensive and it's just gonna keep getting higher so yeah i've n- i've never picked up i can honestly say a, a bakan figure mostly because i just can't afford it oh yeah no i mean i'm so, i'm lucky enough to one have a parent who just drops money on bakan figures right and be lucky to no friends to not charge me out the ass to get them like uh, i don't you know tula tuli right yeah I got a machine worth box it for him for 170, oh, wow. 175 minus striker he he wanted her so I was like all right but I, I'm literally two figures away from completing that entire set now I went from having zero of the Bacon to now just needing two of them and I'm wow. so happy and then my friend uh, in the UK now hopefully he keeps his word I'll be getting a free 2000 site work nice and I'm so hyped I am just like I'm tempted on getting the, um, the 2014 one because that's the only other cheap one. It's like 80, 90 dollars. That's not too bad. It's not the worst, right? I mean, like Flame Wars. Oh my God, Flame Wars impossible to find. But I don't know. I'm just you gotta find them at the right price. Like that that Waspinator. If you never showed me, that thing would have been gone by that guy. Well, it's funny. I remember, um, and this is not not bot kind of stuff in general, but uh, I'd. I used to have a lot of Machine Wars figures. I used to have a lot, like I had every Megatron up through Cybertron, uh, except for like G1. And then I had a variety of other characters and, and Beast characters and everything. And I went through this massive purge like four years ago. Yeah. And all I had left was Masterpiece. I, I used to, have, I had MP01 Optimus Prime when it came out. How big was, was like, he? He was he was a foot tall wasn't he massive right yeah he was very bulky he was very heavy from the die cast and he had some plastic but he was mostly die cast he had the sawed off uh smokestacks and the the battle damage paint and they were selling him i remember it uh, like yesterday because if i would have been smart i would have bought more than one but they they had him in robot mode in his box. He was 60 bucks at Target. Oh, my God. No, like back then? Yeah, oh, yeah, back then when I oh bought it. Oh, my God. I, I remember because I bought it, and I was like, I got Optimus Prime. That's impossible. $60 and, for MP01. Well, what's what's funny about it is when I went through my purge, I uh, sold it for quadruple what I paid for it. Which is fair, because I, I guess that's his, that was his price when you sold him, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, that would be a modern pricing of it, so... It, you know, it makes sense for inflation and everything else. So, uh, but I, I purged like my entire collection except for uh, Masterpiece Optimus Primal. Oh, nice. Which one do you have? The 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 original release of the oh, nice. Optimus Primal. Yeah. So, I, I I wanted the the Masterpiece Megatron Beast Wars, but uh, unfortunately, when it first came out, because I think it was a lot cheaper than what it is now. Uh, when it first came out, and then it just skyrocketed after a while. I mean, if you want my toy, I don't know if it's still there. I mean, once I get a car back, I can. Oh, when I go back to this toy shop in my town, um, they had Beast Wars the the Megatron for like a dollar, a hundred. Uh, sorry, words, one hundred and fifty dollars. He had his box and everything. Oh wow! That's yeah, no, not I, that at all. no, it's not right. And I mean, I got my Lyle convoy from them for like eighty five. Granted, they lost wow. his car. He lost his card, so I'm a little upset about that. But give me one second. Pause. All right, so yeah, 
Um, yeah, I know the toy shop had a very... They did have good selection, so if it's there, I can let you know next time I go back. Yeah, that'd be awesome, because, um, yeah, that's the only... Uh, like, as of right now, I have Masterpiece, Optimus Primal, I have the Transart Toys Masterpiece, uh, Transmetal Optimus Primal, I have the Transart uh, Megatron Optimus Primal on pre-order, but... Um, and then I have the, the Winged Dragon. Oh, yeah, the, the, the third-party one, right? Yep, I have the third-party yeah. one. He's, he is massive. <laughs> it's, it's almost too large to fit on a shelving. And I mean, okay, I'm going to take a quick photo. I know the listeners can't see this, but you just got to see what the hell I do with mine. Okay, so people will get a little upset because I, I have a lot of clashing a lot of clashing aesthetics, and I agree. So I put him with my uh, Chug V-Stores, and he looks so different. <laughs> it's just, just big and just being pure sex just at that on that shelf. Just, yeah, I I had mine out before I, I renovated my office, and it I, I kind of made two different shelves inside my cabinet, and the the choice was is I didn't put him in there to begin with. Uh, but he, I have, I have the, like, all the Beast cast now of season one of, of the, the Maximals, and I have all the Preds except for Terrorsaur and Inferno at this point. Uh, for, Terrorsaur. Uh, for Chug or original? Uh, for, for Kingdom. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, um, yeah, yeah I love what uh, Kingdom did. I really do. I love how many figures of Beast Wars we got, even though, yeah, people we got G1 still. We got the entire season one cast of uh, Maximals, and we're missing two of Predacons. Not counting Terrorsaur, because he's technically Kingdom. But Yeah, Terrorsaur, I, I have him on the way, but um, Inferno I'm looking forward to, just because like the original is just insanely stupid to get your hands on, and I would rather get one that's more show accurate anyway. Yeah. And uh, like I skipped the Waspinator because I get T30 for um, on BBTS while they still had it uh, when some of the Kingdom stuff was coming out, and I, I picked him up for like 20 bucks. <laughs> and uh, a lot of the other characters, I've 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 learned how to watch things because like I have T30 Rhinox, I have T30 Rat Trap, but I also have Kingdom Rat Trap, Transmetal Rat Trap, and then. Uh, Cheetor, I did not like the Kingdom mold at all, and then just hearing all the breakage issues that were coming on with it, I went and got a 10th anniversary Cheetor instead, uh, which seems to fit pretty decent. Uh, and then I've I've got I I've also gone through and repainted a lot of my Kingdom figures that are lacking paint decor. Oh yeah. Which, um which is a good chunk of them. Actually. Yeah. Um, like, so speaking of like missing paint, so like, sorry, words. Uh, Kingdom Megatron Beast was my first early figure I've gotten, right? So I got him, so not when Tauntaun got him, but like, I guess the November, uh, September area before Kingdom came out. Oh, okay. I, I love him. I love him to death. He's great. He's my one of my favorites from Kingdom in general. Right, I think he's worth the price. I think he's all that. His colors could have been better. Um, so I got the toy hacks for him. I'm not really that up for toy hacks on the V Source figures because they're not needed. But 
the toy hacks, as I, as you see in the photo I sent you, it really fills out that chest and all that missing black he had. Yeah, I one one of the things that that I've kind of gone through with most of mine are I, I've I've just decided that I'm gonna repaint them all. And when I was younger, I was god awful at it. I I remember repainting my original Beast Wars Megatron and repainting like Machine Wars Megatron and, and Rampage back in the day. And so I learned a little bit. I still am learning some of the things, what to do, what not to do, because I have a couple of figures that since I've painted them, they can no longer transform without flaking or uh, they're just a giant brick because their arms don't move anymore. Uh, just because they're seized up, but I've I've repainted uh, my Transmetal uh, Rat Trap to be more show accurate. I've well, I mean, repainted. Was it wasn't the tenth anniversary one show accurate? Rat or, trap? Yeah, the Transmetal. Uh, he he was pretty close. There was there were still some coloration issues, and uh, like the head was always a pet peeve for me, even oh. though the backpack never spun around. So I repainted him, I repainted the 10th anniversary Cheetor, I repainted uh, part of the, the T-30 Rhinox, I repainted part of uh, T-30 Waspinator, I repainted part of uh, Transmental Tarantulas, and then as for Kingdom, I repainted all of Black Arachnia, I repainted... <laughs> like, what do you mean all I, of her? Like, just the entire figure? Yeah, the entire figure. Are I, you, do you have a photo available or not right now? Yeah, um, I'll I'll send those to you uh, shortly. I, I yeah. have I have a plethora of them. It's just digging them out. Uh, I've repainted Eraser completely. Oh, like um, change the brown. Yeah, I I completely redid her. Uh, I completely redid Kingdom Rat Trap. Oh. Uh, he he looks pretty show accurate. I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, I, I repainted Dinobot. Like the entire Dinobot, or just like parts? Uh, just parts. I did mostly just like where he's missing gold and missing, you know, just some of the okay. defining things that were missing from him. Uh, and then I made a custom Kingdom Grimlock before he came out. Oh, was that the one? Okay, was that the one I've seen? The white one with the gold? Yeah, probably. Nice. I Yeah, I used the uh, Studio Series 86 Grimlock head. Okay, so yeah, that is the one. Okay, yeah. It looked good. I mean, I know Kingdom Grimlock isn't the best. I know he's, like, completely, like, there's two Grimlocks they could have done, and then they merged them together, and then, like, went completely differently. But I love, I love the figure, and I do, I do agree. He could have been, like, the white color. I don't understand why he's not. Um, but I like him. Uh, part of me really wants to paint him white, but I don't trust my skills for that. Yeah, I, one thing I learned about it is, uh, like they do explain on the TFW boards, is you really should tear them completely apart when you're going to paint them. Because yeah. if you don't, that's when you end up with joint seizure. And that's my Grimlock has ended up with some joint seizure uh, due to that. And I, now mind you, I clear coated him. I did some of that afterwards. But. Um, he it, it took a lot of practice a lot of work to to make him look like the original toy because i had the old 90s toy that was brittle plastic and 
shattering in different places, but I, I still like the the new Kingdom Grimlock's head better. Oh yeah, this one it's nice. It's a nice head sculpt. But for what I did with it, it, it works fine. Um, I've also repainted a, a Transmetal Beast Wars Megatron, which it suffers heavily from gold plastic syndrome. I was like, how did you paint that? <laughs> uh, funny you should mention that when I when I picked him up for twelve bucks on eBay. <laughs> um. He was separated at the hip, oh. which that's generally where they break. And so it, it comes, and also his head was busted off like, of his Like the neck. robot head? Yeah, the robot head was busted off. And so I was like, well, that wasn't ideal. And so I was going to try and pop the uh, the the part out that, that holds its head, the little peg there. And I was going to try and put like a, a drill in type thing. And I was going to do the same with his waist, like his torso. I was going to repair his his waist and then reattach it at the hip so he could still turn and transform. Just use like uh, a metal screw uh, that was on a rotation. And when I went to go do that, his arm broke. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> like shattered like <laughs> off of his chest. Oh, God damn. And so I, I put that back on, like I reattached it with super glue. And I was like, well, he's going to be a statue. He just won't transform. And so I'm going to mess with some other part while the other side shatters. And then uh, part of the arm actually shattered itself, which was weird. And like just, so, just like fall apart. Yeah, itself. it was just shattering all. And it's funny because none of the gold on it was shattering. It was no, that's brown. the weird part. Yeah, because uh, my dad has him. All right, the original Transmetal Megatron. Um, he has he's been in beast mode for I think uh, twelve years now, <laughs> um, and we're noticing. For good reason. Oh yeah, and because that was the last time he got transformed, right? When I was a kid, wanted him T Rex mode. My dad's like, all right, he's never gonna see Robo mode again. Um, so he's been on a shelf for like almost a decade right now, right? And his the whole shelf has like cracks all through it, and he's yet to be touched. So my dad's just waiting now for this thing just to fall apart. That's why I'm waiting for the Transart Toys version. It looks so good. I just can't. It looks uh, so accurate. It looks perfect. I'm waiting for it. I'm, I'm hoping that they have some accessories like the, the golden disc spinner or, you know, uh, his Energon sword that he cuts, uh, knife that he cuts ra uh, Rampage's spark out with, or, you know, just his rubber ducky, just some things. But I don't think that they're going to include any of that. Yeah, I mean, I would um, get it. Just as of right now, thanks to Thule again. Uh, I have the Takara version, so I have no need in a rush of getting a Transmetal Megatron, but my brother needs one, and I told him he needs to get this, even if it's not in scale, quote-unquote. He has the Red Dragon Megatron I have as well. well so it's, it, 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 is in, it is in Masterpiece scale, so it will scale with their Transart, uh, Gorilla, Optimus Primal. Oh, and I, so do you... Um, Sorry about that. Do you have an optimal Optimus? Do you uh, put side with the Red Dragon Megatron, the big one? I have the original optimal Optimus. I and when I was going to figure out which one I wanted, uh, I was at this weird point where I could get a brand new. Um, I could get the brand new Power of the Primes Optimus Primal, or Optimal Optimus, or get the original optimal optimus and what i like about the newer ones are he has the retractable guns mm -hmm. as opposed to the old one where it just sticks out and it takes up space or like the backpack where it doesn't yeah. fold down on the back which is really annoying 
but at the time I was I was like I'd rather have the original than have the power of the primes because the power of the primes just looks cheap to me whereas the other one has the chrome it has the you know it has the it's got the weight to it it just i don't know it just looked better yeah and so and i'm not one for like the super off designs that they have like so i know that there's that that other one that's floating around that's kind of inspired of optimal optimus where he's got the the long cannons and it's it's more of the heavier weighted figure that's more in scale isn't that the transart one it's not Transart. Transart, uh, theirs is not in scale. It, it's roughly about the same size as the original Optimal. It just oh. has all the modern functionalities. Okay. Um, which I was kind of on the fence of that. Like, I kind of wanted the Transart one because the cannon, sh- you know, fold in. Like, it's got a show-accurate head. It's got the posable hands. Like, it, there's a lot going for it, except for the fact it's not the right scale. So he's and just then, the same size as the original, basically? Yeah. So I was like, if I'm going to go that route, I'd rather, like, I would rather get a 3D printed show accurate head and a show accurate Beast Machines Megatron head that I could swap out than get a whole full blown figure out of it. Like, it just, it, it, it was, for me, it was like the option of do I get the Transart Optimal Optimus or the Transart Transmetal Megatron? I'm like, well, Megatron's going to win out because it, it's going to cost the same for that or a Takara. And I'll have a masterpiece, and he'll look like the show. <laughs> yeah. Um. So like, because I have the power, of the, <laughs> I have the power of the Prime's Optimal Optimus, and I use him. He's obviously my, I collect Chug, right? So he's my Chug one. And like mm-hmm. I told you, that Red Dragon's my Chug, Red Dragon, and he's like so so tiny. <laughs> he's like barely up to his like waist. And I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> Who needs scale? He's a dragon. But it's Megatron, so... Yeah, yeah, I mean, one, he's a dragon. Two, I mean, he's pretty big in the show, even compared to Optimal Optimus. Like, he's not super big, but but he, like, he's big, right? And especially if he's in dragon mode, I'm okay with him being tiny. Now, I do agree that the Power of the Primes one does suffer from that gimmick, right, of that backpack and being very very hollow without it. So I really want the upgrade kit for him because it bulks him out, gives him the wheels, gives him the guns, gives him the swords. Um, but it doesn't change his height, so uh, that's my skill. <laughs> um, but yeah, my- I mean, and I have no no issue with the Power of the Primes version. I really like it for what it what it brings to the the, the franchise and what it brings to those toys. But again, like I was kind of like, eh, if I get that, then I got to get all the upgrades because otherwise I'm gonna feel like he's missing something. And, oh yeah. So I mean, I I love the base figure. But every time I look at him, I'm like, there could be more. And I missed my chance on getting the upgrade kit. Like, so I got the toy hacks for the black one, and it looks fantastic. And I want to get the toy hacks for the normal one. But then I'm like, should I save money to either get the to- like the kits because there's two separate ones, or just get the toy hacks and eventually get the kits, right? So, and it's also that Bakon 2016 Red Dragon Megatron scales pretty good with the Power of the Primes one. It, it's it's not the best scale, but it's if you want a smaller red dragon, you can either get that one or wait for the new one to come out. And I want to see what this new one's gonna look like. Yeah, I am I'm super excited for for the new legacy uh, Megatron, and, and I'm assuming it's gonna be the Transmetal Megatron. No, yeah. It, so we're all assuming it's the red one. 
because it just says Dragon Megatron. And even if it's not the red one, there could be a red repaint of it, right? And my whole problem with it, though, is that leaders aren't that size anymore. So hopefully, since it's not War for Cybertron, they can make Red Dragon Megatron be old leader size, like Optimal Optimus is, and not make him kingdom size, because he is smaller, right? So I hope yeah. that, I hope they try to make him match Optimal Optimus and not make him not. I mean, I may or may not get him, because I already have the perfect amount of Red Dragon Megatrons, but like, if he has like weird armor gimmick, I really want it to be a purple T-Rex, just purple T-Rex with armor. Yeah, I I am a I am I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of Beast Megatron in any iteration, so uh, I I will be very interested in that when that arrives. Uh, that being said, I, I I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Inferno as well for Legacy. Yeah, even Tarantula's like apparently he's not going to be a Black Arachnia at all, Shadow Park, so. I don't know because they're going realistic modes, right? So I don't know if he's going to be a fuzzy tarantula. That'll be cool to see, right? But I have hope for these figures because they're going to be new modes. And it's literally the last few characters we need for the Beast Wars. Yeah, I mean, we we definitely need more more Beast Wars figures. I, I'm looking forward to hoping, hoping that they come out with Fusors and, and some of the Transmetals with new new decos in the future mm -hmm. like personally i don't think new transmetals will work but definitely we need a new silver bolt there's no reason we cannot get it i mean toss him in toss him as a leader price he's a triple trainer right i mean i have the original silver bolt and he looks great problem is he's like barely the size of the new kingdom black arachnia so well I've noticed too, like the sizing and, and convention that they use nowadays is totally different from the old one, and uh, in a lot of degrees they cut plastic too. But I, like, I have the original Iguanas from Beast Wars, oh. and I put I put him. It, it's actually my. I thought I got rid of it years ago. My brother actually had it, and he gave it back to me about a year ago. And he's like, "Hey, do you want this back?" And I had no collection at the time, and I was starting to get back in and. Um, I was like, yeah, that'd be great. He's like, don't sell it. And I'm like, all right, fine. So it's still sitting among my Predacons. And he sits like a whole head taller. And he's wider and like thicker built than my core rat trap. Oh, yeah. And then see, that's my problem. Like, so I know core rat trap's a great figure for $10. Right. But I'm biased to the, um, the TF-31. But both are wrong in scale. Right, one's oh, yeah. too big, one's too small, and it's I like I feel like there should be a happy medium there. There should be, and my brother, um, he has both Kingdom and the reissue one. They're basically the same size, so it's like at this point you have three rat traps you can get. Do you want too big to scale like head tall with Cheetor, or do you want too small but yet he can ride on Rhinox? Right, like in rat mode it's scale accurate, but like in robot mode he's not that small. He's barely smaller than Cheetor at least in the show but their cheater kingdom cheater is also the skill is weird it's very weird right because scorpion like super short <laughs> for some reason well and i i feel like i feel like well and that's the funny thing too is like scorpion is also about the same height as cheetor yeah and, yeah yeah and then black arachnia they're all supposed to be the same height but like they made him super short 
I, I feel like some of them they they made about the right scale, like Megatron's the right scale for you know as as opposed to to uh, Optimus Primal or or Dinobot or, uh, but even Dinobot should have been a little bit taller to Megatron in that capacity too. And uh, a lot of their scales were were kind of all over the place. And I, I don't know, I miss the original scaling that they used to do instead of like core they had basic instead of you know the whatever deluxe is now i mean it's it's kind of in that weird spot between the old basic and the old deluxe and then voyager is kind of between where mega and deluxe were 20 years ago 25 years ago and then uh leader class is basically where ultras were back then yeah and then you had the supreme which are you know basically commander class and i some of the figures i feel like they did right like a lot of the voyagers turned out like spectacular like tigertron's fantastic him oh i know i love that figure dude so i love that tigertron and yeah it may look like a cheetor like an upscale cheetor but that's what he is but it's completely different it fixes all the issues i've had with cheetor comes with a gun all right. <laughs> yeah, the gun and it fixes the plastic, like it the does. thickness issue. It he's got the like for one, his head is totally show accurate. Oh yeah, and it's solid too. It's a solid figure. Oh, I know. I I like it. Well, it's it's actually one of the few kingdom figures that I don't feel like it need, needs like fillers to to fill in a bunch of holes in the figure. No, I mean because it um unlike Cheetor, when you take his foot out, it auto fills. Mm-hmm. That, that, and I love that. And then we have Rhinox, who's like entirely hollow in the back. It's like <sighs> that's why I was glad I had the T thirty. So that, that's my problem. Okay, so I'm saying this a lot with some of these figures. I love the TF thirty Rhinox. However, my brother has it, and I don't really like buying figures my brother already has because I've seen it my whole life, right? And then I found LG. Now, that's like $200 right there. And I was almost about to drop $130 on an LG Rhinox, right? He's the correct colors. He's the mold I want. But then, you know, stuff happened in life. Uh, I couldn't do that. So I found Rhinox's stores. And I was debating, should I cope with Kingdom Rhinox for 20 some odd dollars? Or should I just drop almost $200 on a figure? I decided to go with the Kingdom one, and uh, yeah, uh, my opinions have changed a bit, right? He's not, he's not as bad as I was saying he was, but those hollow gaps, the legs, I, him and Waspinner, to me at least, are the weakest of the Kingdom line, for Beast-wise, just because they have already, they have existing, existing figures already, right? So, I mean, it gives people options, especially for, like, Rhinox, because he's pretty expensive. Uh, but Waspinator and Rattrap and Rhinox, I feel like they didn't get the full treatment because they already have existing figures. Where unlike Cheetor, yeah, people don't like that mold, but it's either that Cheetor or Universe. No one wants Universe. Well, that's why I went back to the 10th anniversary, which is basically just a rehash of the original 96 oh, yeah. version. Yeah, my brother actually has the original Cheetor. I think, yes. I, I used to have the original, but when... I was, because I had nothing, I was looking back at, you know, which which one to me would be the best version of each of these characters, like yeah. which figure. And so I kind of cherry-picked between different lines, you know. And the 10th anniversary seemed to fit it better because he had a lot of the right blues, 
like the right shades of blues that the masterpiece had and a lot of the shades of yellow gold and so then I just repainted the stuff that needed the the shiny gold on it that the masterpiece had and I, I was able to use the masterpiece as my template for different angles of getting it show accurate as much as possible with the mold yeah and so I mean that that's kind of the boat that I'm in with a lot of them is how show accurate can I get them and you know which one will I enjoy the most out of the two versions you know like Rhinox the T30 to me was more other than the chest is more show accurate than the kingdom and I just didn't like how hollow the kingdom looked yeah and then besides the hollowness the head just bothers me I don't know yep. I, I don't see Rhinox with that head I mean I have him I'm looking right at him and I'm like something's off Something looks weird, and you can just tell. You can't tell what. No. But At first, like I thought it was the colors, and I was like, no, oh, no, it's not the colors. But it's like the way his shoulders are. He has like a pseudo butterfly joint just because of transformation. But it makes no sense because it's like the joint's weird, right? So you move his shoulder up, there's a massive hollow gap. Turn the figure around, there's a hollow gap. But then you got someone like Tigertron, who's just perfect, right? It's like, where did all their money go? I, I, and I want to say it's because they have existing figures and Hasbro didn't really put too much care into them, right? So yeah, I, I feel like some of them they just didn't they didn't give a rip, and that's that's just kind of where we ended up. Yeah, I mean, I am biased on loving the new Pterosaur. I think it's fantastic how they got him from the Air Razor mold. They made him well, taller. And, they made him. I don't know. It looks great. Yeah, for I mean, for for what he is. I don't think there's much else that they could have done. I mean, for for the parts for me, because the yeah. way that they have them in the show, there's just no way to get them. That's black magic. There's no, yeah, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way to get it that perfect. Although I've seen a third party something that somebody's made going so around. Apparently, that was uh, a stolen design, if I remember correctly. It's either him or the Inferno. Something happened. That whole design. Uh, but yeah, it, it looked nice. It was a very nice and i don't think we're gonna be getting a pterosaur for masterpiece anytime soon i don't think we're gonna see much for masterpiece anytime soon because no, yeah. they're they're dumping their their load into these premium finish figures which these figures i i tell my kids this because they're i show them the masterpiece and then i show them what we had when we grew up you know as kids and then I show them what's out now and I say what's coming out now is basically the poor man's masterpiece oh. like, <laughs> I mean I uh, guess I mean it's so expensive in a way right because I have the it, premium finish Optimus and I don't know if he's worth the $55 well, but, I mean I love it, it but it's just well I mean even looking at figures like Dinobot or figures like Tigatron like as far as some of those are concerned like looking at their masterpiece looking at the toy that came out 25 years ago and then uh, looking at what came up for kingdom the kingdom is kind of that poor man's masterpiece definitely yeah but you can have a full cast yes <laughs> like, and, and you can have them in for the most part the same scale yeah um and one thing people like my brother don't understand we may never get a masterpiece rat trap because tf30 may be the masterpiece rat trap in size like because when Takara takes their images of the team, I think he works great for Masterpiece. Not aesthetically, but like size-wise. I think the TF-30 works very well with Masterpiece. You just oh, need yeah. a Rhinox. Yeah. yeah, they need a Rhinox. I, I, I'm i waiting for Transart to come out with a Transmetal Rat Trap. 
I'm waiting. I, I want to see that because right now all I'm missing for Trans Metals, um, because I'm not completing the showcast, so all I'm missing is Rat Trap and Rampage. I think I, 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 I think I'm missing yeah. just those two, not counting like Quick Strike or um, not counting most of them because I have I I only got select few just because of who I wanted right. By base, because I used the Beast Machines Tyranitron, whatever, the red one as my Transmetal Pterosaur. Uh, oh, nice. I, I have the Burger King or McDonald's Scorponok, right? And then I have the two Cheetors, and I have like the basically the Season 1 cast all in Transmetal form. Except for nice. Rat Trap and um, I guess Dinobot, because he doesn't have one. But yeah. yeah I. Oh, I was gonna say I I have like the the transmetal tarantulas, I have transmetal rat trap, and then I have uh, optimal optimus, and then the transart optimus primal. Uh, otherwise, like I don't have any transmetals anymore, but I used to have majority of them. And I if if they reissued them or they came out with ones that were more show accurate, less gimmicky, more show accurate, I think I'd be all over it. But going back and collecting them I, I just don't know yeah um, has, speaking of tarantulas that I forgot about him I need uh, transmetal tarantulas but man's like 80 90 bucks sealed I, or unsealed and I'm like damn I, I found him for 50 about 6 months ago yo on eBay or in, in person eBay complete <laughs> possible <laughs> it's 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 funny though like I, I had email notifications <laughs> oh so it would keep me in the loop uh, like a what, lot. Like what's up? Like you have like tarantulas? Yeah, I had tarantulas ones. I had ones for the T30 Rhinox. I had I had ones for Optimal. Uh, I, ha- I was looking for like Transmetal Optimus or uh, Transmetal uh, or Takara. Yeah. Transmetal Megatron for a while, and then I I caught wind that there was a trans art coming, and I was like, nope, don't care anymore. Right. I mean, you could always get Armada Predacon; it's not too expensive. Well, it's if you can find it. That oh. was the other thing. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you're unlucky and you don't see him. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know how my dad has this kind of luck. So instead of getting normal Transmetal Tarantulas from my brother, he got the silver one, the one that's like Botcon. It's not Bacon, obviously, right? But it's kind of rare, just because mm-hmm. it's both Shattered Glass Tarantulas and Bach Tarantulas. Got nice. it for 50 bucks at a toy shop. And I'm like... Yeah, the, the Armada Predacon goes for his minimum of 99 to, like, $200 now. Wait, Predacon? Yes. No way. Yep. Dude, I've... Oh, my God. I got Predacon. I don't know where in because I've had him since I was a kid, right? Um, In the box, he's 200. Out of the box, he's about 120. Well, I know what I'm going to sell now. <laughs> oh, because my brother and I looked it up uh, just yesterday. The Cybertron color version, the one that mm-hmm. was meant for Universe, right? That dude alone goes for 100 bucks sealed, and there's only one on eBay. And I'm like, damn. It's always a bonus when nobody else has it. I know, but like, I have both, right? I have both the Cybertron one and the um the armada one both the same color and i just like i don't need two of them but at the same time i don't want to sell them because of like how rare they are mm-hmm. I, 
around. It, it's nice because I've I, he was my stand-in um, Transmetal Megatron for a while until I got the Takara one. Which makes sense. Yeah, because I, I also had the blue dragon, right? So he went from like, because I didn't have a, um, a normal Megatron at the time, so I had the green T-Rex become a green T-Rex become a blue dragon. So I was like, that works. But yeah, I, it's it's been a fun journey re recollecting. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So the episode is um gonna be ending soon. Um. Is there anything else you want to talk about for the last few minutes? Uh. Um. Did you have any other questions? Um. No. I, <laughs> throughout our talk, I pretty much answered all of them. <laughs> um. Yeah. How do you? So do you? You collect you one stuff, right? Uh, select figures. Uh, okay. I what, what's funny is when I started trying to go back into collecting, I intentionally was only going to get figures that I could voice the character, and then that slowly changed into I'm getting every Beast Wars character that there is <laughs> uh, for the seasons. But I, I do have I do have uh, Studio Series 86 Scourge, which I'm very very happy with. It's uh, I had the titanium years ago and I was never happy with it because it wasn't show accurate and then seeing the studio series that was like yes I can get him uh, he's nice that it's a good figure so originally I didn't want the sweeps because I was like ah oh, scourge but lighter blue then for Christmas my dad gets me the sweep I'm like god oh, damn it I gotta get one more now he's, they're, oh, yeah. he's a nice blue as much as I was hating on oh it's just scourge it's a nice blue I'm very tempted on using the sweep as scourge and getting one more scourge to use as sweeps. I, I could see that. I was honestly trying to figure out what the difference was, but yeah, the, the shade of blue is definitely where where the difference is. Yeah, no, um, it, it, I think he's toy colored. Cause so at this point, uh, when uh, toy selects Armada, um, our Cyclonus's Armada comes out, which is going to be the toy color version of Cyclonus. Someone can have a set of the toy using the sweep as skirt toy scourge and then you can have a set of the show and i think that's just amazing how hasbro's pulling out like all that we can have a whole cast of toy beast wars right we're getting toy scorpionock we have toy black arachnia we're getting a toy uh what's his name toy pterosaur right i mean we're getting all these toy only color figures which is great because you can either like if you prefer the toys colored of the beast wars you can get them or you can get the show colors and i like that i like how they're doing that yeah, it's, well, it's 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 like the seeker thing, you know. If you got the mold, use it. But unlike them, we didn't get that many seekers. I'm very sad we didn't. They had so many opportunities. So instead of Starscream repacks, just paint a seeker, pick a seeker. I am I am enjoying the core class G1 figures though. Oh, I have Soundwave on my desk. He's so cool. <laughs> I have Soundwave. I have Megatron, which I've completely repainted, uh, and I have Starscream. And then I, I have uh, Ravage, which came with the, the Covert Agent Ravage, because Beast Wars. Yeah. So I, I have that, which came with the, the cassette. And then I have the Walmart Optimus Prime, just the cab, because that's all I cared about. But I repainted him, so he's uh, more in tune with, like, G2 colors. Oh, nice. And... I have a Siege. It's it's the um, Mystery Pack Siege Ultra Magnus that you get on 
BBTS for like 35 or something. Oh, nice. And but I, I what's funny is I sold the armor. Somebody wanted it for a custom. <laughs> so you just have the cab. So I have the cab and then I have the one gun and nice. I wanted it because I created in the late 90s, early 2000s. I created a it was one of those Transformers sites where you could create your own character like a generator. Yeah. And I, I created a clone of Optimus Prime called Ultimus Prime. Was and, he the color of that cab? Like the white off? Yes, it's a white cab. And so what I did is I popped the... I, I, I taped off the legs and I, I popped the head off and I repainted it with this dark silver, uh, like kind of a dark grayish silver uh, paint. And then I, I started customizing it to kind of look like what I imagined the the Ultimus Prime character of years ago. What's funny is somebody actually used it in one of their fanfic things on a, a Transformers site. Oh. The the concept and made a like a CG model of it and everything. And because I said that he was like Prime, but without you know the, necessarily the compassion and more of like a military leader. Yeah. And so he has a fusion cannon. Oh wow. And so I, I don't have the fusion cannon yet, but I, I do have the rest of it. And so I, I was like, well, that's my Ultimus Prime. And so no credit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no credit. The guy like, yeah, but that's what happens when you put your ideas wait, did he, out there. Wait, did he use the name or was it just the idea? Oh yeah. It was completely. Oh, yeah. Amazing. I love it. Yeah, so my dad, um, I don't know. I'm not going to go into it much, but he, uh, they were really big in the fandom back in, like, I guess, I guess early 2000s, before 2008, especially on like the Cybertron forums and stuff like that. Um, well, they made a lot of profile like characters, right? So they made their own Nemesis Prime, and it was a girl, and everyone got so upset. And then like a, it was like a dark Energon concept, right? It wasn't like exactly dark Energon, but it was like a evil form of Energon, right? Because it wasn't existing at the time. And the next thing you know, we see it on Transformers Prime, and my dad's like, hey. <laughs> that's my idea <laughs> and I was like I don't know man <laughs> Hasbro has people everywhere <laughs> yeah that's that's the other thing like you never know like you never know who's listening who's watching what they're doing <laughs> like if I recall correctly I think Noverstorm was a made up name from like someone gave and then it wasn't first it was first introduced in the Siege 3 pack so that's it's nice that yeah I always told my dad because I made my own character and I was like I don't care if Hasbro takes it I just want a toy of it like they can take it all they want they can rename it but as long as they get a toy of this character I made I don't care about credit or nothing right like I don't know it's cool seeing what the fans in this fandom do and then what actually makes it like Puffer that was a fan name and then you just keep it boom toy nowhere I don't know a toy of Puffer it's, it's always so cool when you get to see stuff like that. Yeah, we have no toy of Bumper. Very sad. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's kind of me in a nutshell. <laughs> it was nice having you on the show. Uh, it wasn't as awkward as I thought it would be without Crimson, because normally we start, like, going off each other, right? And, I don't know, I think it went well today, right? I think it went well. I've I've also been in the podcast game for quite a while, so that is also I'm, very true. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 always works better with banter. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Like like I said, I asked you one question and you just you knocked them all out in like the span of us talking. So that was very nice because I didn't know how I could keep asking or not. So it was it was nice that we just kept it like flowing and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, I guess that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know what else much to say. Do you have any last final thoughts? Uh, thanks for, for having me on your podcast and for your listeners for hearing me babble. <laughs> Thank you for joining. And I, I don't, I don't know. It was, it's nice having someone who like, it's a voice actor and podcaster because we were trying to start as well. Right. So it's nice seeing someone come on the show like that and just inspire us and, you know, keep going. Always glad to help. There's nothing else. Um, I don't know when this episode will be up because uh, it's a pretty long one right now. I'm looking at my recording. Um, so it, it could be up today, tomorrow. Um, I'll link the Geek, Ca- Geek Cast Radio Network in the links as well. Um, do you want me to link just the major one or you want me to link all three? Uh, just just the major network. Okay, yeah, I, I got you. Um, and yeah. All right, and yeah, so this was Morgan um, and this was Steve. I don't know.